Welcome to Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Solomon Timothy. And I am Taylor Rowe. Today's episode, we dove into the idea of PR and specifically proactive PR and what it means to truly manage your reputation and manage your, your brand as an organization and what we believe you should do as a company to kind of build that reputation over time. So as always, give us a like, subscribe, share with a colleague or a friend and hope you enjoy. Well, today's episode, Taylor, we want to dive into PR, right? A lot of companies take either they don't have a really good approach to PR or they think they have a really good approach to PR. And I want to talk about why you need PR before you think you need PR, right? So I think what might be really helpful is if we can dive into what you see in the marketplace, what people do, where are those mistakes being made and how they can avoid it, right? So maybe you can dive a little deeper into the topic. Yeah. So I think PR in the sense of what we're talking about is kind of digital PR, basically somebody, a company getting published on in another industry publication, journal, journal yeah. something along those lines. I mean, companies still do press releases, those kind of things. But there's basically two scenarios that we see. There's one group of companies that are typically engaged a you know pretty expensive PR agency to go out and outreach and make relationships with these different publications, these editors, and then they get you know content published on a semi-regular basis. There's no real, a lot of times there's no real meat behind those. They're kind of like fluff articles, right? Yeah. Uh, So there's nothing really there. And then the other camp is essentially people who wait until something bad happens, right? There's some sort of a crisis and then they engage a PR agency. A lot of times those PR agencies, they're also at a disadvantage, right? Because they're inheriting something that is out of control. So then they have to charge extremely high rates because it's very custom, you know, boutique kind of work that they have to do. So those are kind of the two ways that people use and leverage PR. Both are really expensive. And in my opinion, both are not as effective as they could be if you really handled PR the way that in reputation management kind of in the way that it should be handled. Got it. I certainly understand the crisis communication side of things because you realize that when you have a fire in your hand, you're just like, let's get this out, call or hire anybody you can. I just don't want to deal with this. And it often comes, like you said, it, you're just trying to put a bandaid on something that <laughs> is yeah. probably worse. And it's probably not easy to get rid of any of those bad PR because once it's out there, it's out there. It's permanent. We can't ask Wall Street Journal to remove the article. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so really the only, when you think about something like that, somebody goes to Google, they search your brand name and, you know, let's say three of the top 10 results are negative press. Like you said, you can't get those articles removed. There's nothing you can do to remove an article from the internet. But all you can hope for is that you can push those articles down with positive content, positive press. So I think the distinction that we want to make is kind of that proactive side that we talked about, the companies that are actively out there getting positive content published up front. And then there's the reactive side. I think we're in agreement that the proactive camp is definitely the way to go. But even within that, the way that people typically manage PR, I think is, is wrong because like I mentioned, that content doesn't necessarily have a ton of value. And so we're getting published, but there's no real, a lot of times there's no real strategy behind it from what we're seeing. And so if something negative does happen, it doesn't really have an effect. It's, it's not like right. that negative content, like you mentioned, is still going to show up in the search results. Got it. So given that 
we should all be proactive in anything in marketing, right? Not just the PR. What are some things that people can do so that should something bad happen? Now, nobody can yeah. prevent it, right? I mean, things happen all the time. It's probably when you least expect it. So what can somebody do to overcome that should something like that happen? Yeah. So I think what are some steps? Yeah. The, I think the way that we approach PR is actually the opposite because we're going, what PR truly is, is, is essentially earned media, right? So when we talk about our reputation is how other companies, how decision makers, how anybody views our company, what is our reputation, right? It's no different than your personal reputation. Right. You know, people say like your personal brand, it's just your reputation. What do people think about you? It's kind of that old cliche of like your reputation precedes you. People have an opinion on your company, your brand. If they don't have an opinion, a lot of times because they've never heard of you, which is again, mm-hmm. equally uh, as you know important to make sure that they know who you are and that you have a, a positive reputation around your brand. The reason I say people are backwards is because they're going reaching out directly to people to try to get earned media. So they're essentially trying to buy their way or buy their reputation. So reaching out to somebody else who has a podcast, say, let me be a guest on your podcast or reaching out to a Forbes or a Wall Street Journal or whatever it may be and saying, let me write on your article now or write on your website, right? Or contribute content. Now, I'm not saying either of those strategies are bad. Like you do want to be a guest in someone else's podcast. You do want to get published. But the best way to get earned media is to follow what it's called is earned media is to earn it, right? So how do you earn that you know, reputation? Well, you focus on owned media, which is your own channels. So if you're a company that's constantly putting out positive content, valuable content, uh, you're creating videos that resonate with your audience that explain and help them solve a problem that they have. You have your own podcast, so you're right. You're you're creating content that is again resonating with people. You're writing your own blog posts that are super informative and detailed that are explaining how your services work or adding value to someone in your industry. The more traction that that owned content gets, that's where those earned opportunities come from, right? So look at yourself, right? Create, you create a ton of videos, create a ton of content. We have a podcast, you know, our websites, blog posts, all these kind of things. You get opportunities to be a guest post all the time on other people's right. websites. Back when we could go to events, right? Get speaking opportunities to speak at these engagements, all those kind of things. So rather than, you know, reaching out to a company and say, Hey, I want to be a keynote speaker at your event. They're going to say, I don't know who you are. Yeah. If you prove yourself, prove your value, build your own audience, then you start to get those opportunities. And all of a sudden you're building yourself up, you're building your reputation. And now people have heard about you. They've interacted with your content. They found some value behind it. And they find the value, 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 value. All of a sudden, if something does negative does happen, right? Something with your company that's maybe out of your control, you've already kind of built yourself up on this mountain, so to speak. And so you might get knocked down a couple of pegs, but the alternative is we do nothing and then a bomb goes off and we have to dig ourselves out of a hole sure. and we may never recover from that. Yeah. I like the mountain example because technically that's what you're doing. In my experience, it's the tiny little journals that will get you to the next one or the tiny blog that you found that will you leverage that to say, Hey, now can I contribute to this one? And then you use that to get to the next one. I don't think any of us are going to call the big major television network and say, Hey, we want to do a show they will be like, who are you? Right. But if you build up a YouTube channel and you have a lot of subscribers and great engagement, they'd be like, maybe there's something here, right? right. So it's the exact same thing. You yeah. have to kind of use the little thing to build that mountain. Yeah. And when you do have it, it doesn't matter. It does matter, but hopefully mm-hmm. you stay out of trouble. 
But if indeed something happens, it's less likely right. to tackle the whole thing down. Right. Or nothing happens, right? right. We're talking about building your <laughs> reputation. Agreed. So hopefully nothing happens. Yeah, but well, yeah, exactly. And what I'm saying is like this idea of PR, it's either thought in those two, two lights of, hey, you have to be proactive, meaning I'm going to go out and hustle and reach out to a million people. I mean, yeah. you, like you mentioned with a TV show, if I wanted to create a TV show yeah. now or I wanted to get something on Netflix, I'm not going to just, you know, email and call right. and I can move to Hollywood and I can go pitch all these producers. But what they're really going to find value in is yeah. if I start creating my own videos, put them on YouTube, put yep. them on Instagram, I have a million followers. And right. then now all of a sudden they're coming out, coming to me. That's inbound marketing, right? It's everything Agreed. we always talk about is put content out there, have people come to you rather than hire a bunch of sales reps, reach out to right. a bunch of people. They don't know who you are. And then it becomes, you know, it's an uphill battle from there. So you take that macro level of inbound marketing and each aspect of inbound marketing is the same thing. Same thing with building backlinks to your content. There's no better way to build backlinks than to actually create really, really valuable content that other people are linking to. You could start off by writing a fluff piece and then emailing a million websites and saying, hey, will you link to my website? Right. But which one is historically more effective right, and more scalable is creating resources, creating tools, creating valuable content, getting people linked back to it. Same thing happens with PR. I mean, again, when you look at PR as just an individual channel of, oh, I need a PR agency to get me listed in these publications, these websites, these directories, or you know, now I have a crisis and I need some PR. I need to do something. I need a press release. Those are singular kind of tactics. When you look at your reputation as a whole, and you just think about contributing to your own media, your own infrastructure, providing as much value as you can to your audience, your reputation is built because of that. And you start earning opportunities because of that. Got it. So let's think about someone who's listening today who has not been contributing content they're thinking about it, but again, it seems like too big of a task, don't know where to start. And it's harder to get started, right? That's the hardest part. Once you have a rhythm, it's a lot easier. What do you recommend they do today? Just, yeah, focus on being the type of company or creating the type of content that, you know, if you were your, your customer, you would want to see, right? Answer right. the questions that your customers have. Sure. And focus on, focus on creating that in I guess, modes or in ways that your customer is going to actually digest that content, whether that's a video or an audio file, a podcast, an infographic, whatever's going to be the best channel to kind of deliver that or method to deliver that and then promote it on channels or, you know, that you own, but you can control your social channels, your podcast feed, whatever would be your own website. I think, you know, building a brand and building your reputation is something that can't really be bought. It's bigger and it's deeper than a, a one-off press release or something like that. Right. So stop spending money on these individual tactics because it might be the easiest. Like, oh, we're launching a new product. So let's just, we don't want to spend months putting together this product launch campaign. Let's send out a press release, right? I don't know what that's going gotcha. to impact. Or even thinking about what kind of content do you feel comfortable making? Some people might be mm. easier to make video because they just know how to do it. Or it could be text because they're a writer or if it's audio. I know it's not you know everyone that can do all of the above. Maybe that's a place to start and then start creating that too. Because it's hard. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified, or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. 
I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone. All right, businesses go through this when there is a lack of strategy sometimes. Uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at OneIMS and especially with this podcast is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right. So thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day. Yeah, I think you have to go wherever your customers are. But to to your point, you can be creative or, you know, focus on things that, that you can do really well. I mean, some people build a really big following in like, Twitter, right? That's like their format. They can very clearly and concisely get their message across and over many characters, right? Right. That they have these days. And that's where their audience is. They can build that there. Some people like LinkedIn. Some people like, you know, big production videos, those kind of things. So I think there's, I mean, we've never had any mediums to get your content out as we do today. And that's not growing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, go on TikTok. I don't know. I mean, you're, it has to be somewhere where your audience is, but depending on what you're selling, there's almost nowhere where your audience isn't, right? Everyone right. has multiple platforms and ways that they consume content. Yeah, no, I agree. And then beyond that, start con- creating content. And at what point do you start reaching out to different places? Yeah. And that's, you know, I don't want that to get misconstrued of like, the bigger just picture. always wait for people to reach out to you. All I'm saying is you're going to create more opportunities by focusing on what you can control first, which is your own content, rather than spending a bunch of time reaching out yep. to people. Right. But that's not to say that you shouldn't be proactive at all and reach out to people. I think whenever you feel like you have enough following, you can kind of reach out right. or you have enough content because you need some ammunition, right? It's like, hey, I, I like to speak at your event. I think I can provide a lot of value. Here's a video of me speaking at another event. And here's, you know, my podcast that has X number of downloads or followers, whatever. I mean, that's kind of your resume, right? I think eventually, if done the right way, you won't be reaching out because you'll have enough people reaching out to you that you're just going to be filtering through and figuring out, you know, what podcast you want to be a guest on, what event you want want to go to or can go to, those kind of things. So, I mean, obviously you look at the grand scale of like the Gary V's and those kind of guys. I mean, they're not reaching out to like, Hey, I want to be on this podcast. Like they have an influx of people asking him to do, do stuff. So not that you're going to be at that level. Everyone's going to be at that level, but that's the idea. And in everyone's kind of own industry, you can become that person or that figure in that space. Yep. Every pro is once an amateur and trust me, everybody's got to start somewhere. So maybe the action item is finding those channels and getting started on creating content that you feel like you can sustain for long periods of time. Cause I don't want to, you don't want to be the guy that starts a podcast, have two episodes, and then you gave up by the third one or yeah. the video right on the YouTube channel. So I think it's more about sustaining what's possible. Cause in my world, you don't write one time and then just say, Hey, I think we got published yeah. once, you know, a business journal. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I agree. Obviously the consistency is, is a huge piece of it. It's probably 99% of it is just being yeah. consistent. But at the same time, I think it, some people that overwhelms them of one more thing. Hey, I have to 
if I start this, I have to do this every week for Ever. 10 years. <laughs> uh, so then you never get started. Yep. You know, sometimes it's like, just, just start one thing. And there's nothing wrong with you. Like you said, I did two, two episodes of this podcast. I figured out quickly in two episodes that there wasn't the right format. It wasn't the right writing video, whatever. So I pivoted and I did a different podcast. So now I'm not going to do podcasts. I'm going to do Something shorter else. videos because I'm better at talking and answering very succinct you know, questions, whatever that is. So I don't have a problem with starting and stopping as long as that leads you to something else. If you Perfect. start so- something and then you just never do anything else again, yeah. Yeah. that's where you know people get in trouble. And what would be ideal is to be able to create different mediums. Like I said, on first page of Google, you need multiple things to be there, right? So you might want to have a podcast, your YouTube channel and whatever else. That's ideal, you know, because obviously one place is not going to be enough, but I don't think you can get to all of that. Most people try to do all at the same time and it's so hard. Yeah. So starting with one and then once you can get that, you know, months of content or weeks of content, you're ahead mm-hmm. of schedule, perhaps it's time to start another channel and then and create the content you don't need to do 10 10 different things yeah. i would say one two three Definitely agree. Yeah, do what you you think that you do well and then double down on that and continue to do it better and better and better and kind of perfect that one thing rather than spread yourself too thin what about the companies that may have some bad press right now and they're listening to us and say you know what solomon yeah i Ignore that. You don't have a time machine to go back and yeah, create some other things. I mean, I still think the same thing is applicable. It's, you know, first of all, I mean, it depends what it is, but I would, I think in today's society, like we're so quick to like cancel people and all these things. Yeah. Like sometimes if something happens, like address it. If, if there's something actually wrong with the company that led to this bad press, you know, it's, it's hard to say every situation is different. Obviously, you have to fix the issue that people had problems with and focus on making sure that never happens again. And then I think you have to do this, take the same approach of, okay, how do we get better and how do we prove that we're better is by creating content around these different things. There's no difference. It's just the timing, right? Was this content created before the bad thing happened or after? I mean, after, I think maybe you need to be a little more aggressive because you might have some you know stuff going on, but again, you can't remove anything from the internet. All you can do is create It's more. just like you had a, you own a restaurant, this thing a small scale, right? You own a restaurant, you got one bad review. Rather than sit there and fight with that person to try to change their review, you could just go get a thousand good reviews. And right. now all of a sudden people look and they're like, well, this guy just had a bad experience or maybe something wrong with him because all the other thousand people give Find a five star. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I think it's the same exact thing. I don't think any company is perfect. Right. Because it's not you don't know at the end of the day, every time you try to do something, you're going to have challenges, obstacles. Some go on the Web, some may not. Right. So and we've been in this space for so long to know that anything can pop up on the Internet. It could be a court case. It doesn't really matter. It's nothing to do with what you did or didn't or intended to do. It's how do you create more positive content about you that can help you overcome any other stuff that could happen in the future, yeah. right? So we've seen it from doctors, owners of hospitals to anything that you could imagine is reputation at the end of the day. And just internet, anything yeah. is on there, it's not going away. Right. And the negative people are always the loudest, right? Yeah. I mean, you use that restaurant example. It's like, <laughs> how many times have you, you wrote you a went, good review? You've gone and had a great meal. And like you, the expectation is if you go to a nice restaurant, it's going to be a good meal. So like, 
the standard is five stars, right? You go, you eat, you're like, wow, that was delicious. You don't do anything. If you go to a nice restaurant and you have a terrible experience, those are the reviews that get left. So it's skewed so much towards most of the people leaving reviews had a negative experience. The majority of people that have a positive experience don't say anything. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Any final thoughts? Yeah. I mean, again, I think just kind of breaking down these channels that we talk about and remember like the reason they were named, whatever they're named, right? Owned media, earned media. I think we live in the world now when we figured out one thing that works with digital, then we like call it a hack and then we try to hack everything else. Right. And so it's like, well, it was really great when I got, you know, the speaking engagement at this event. So now I'm going to go and try to pay for all these speaking engagements and kind of buy my way. Right. So we, we try to buy that media when it's really should be earned and true earned media is built on the fact that you've done a good job with your own media and you earned opportunities to get that shared or to be a guest on someone else's podcast or get posts in someone else's article. So if you want to get earned media, I wouldn't start with, let me figure out how I can go buy it. I would figure out how can I invest into my own media to earn those opportunities. And I think that's the cheapest way to anything. I mean, it costs you $0 to create a podcast. All you need is a phone. Uh, Organic social. Exactly. It costs literally no, it's more time, but again, you know, it's way cheaper than having that experience of calling a PR company when you need it the last hour and then paying 15,000 or whatever. It's not even going to work. You're never going to recoup that investment. And it's it's the only way that you can get that type of exponential kind of hockey stick growth. And, you know, you think about something going viral, all those kind of things. You can't manufacture that. Like you can put together a PR strategy that you get posted on, you know, three publications a month forever. And you can do that consistently. It's always going to be three. It's a 0% chance that you post on one of these articles. And then that article is going to get picked up by 10,000 other news outlets and articles. And they share that on social media. Like it's always very dry, kind of boring content. It's just for, it's like you're going through the motions, right? But there is a chance that, like you said, you're creating videos, you're creating a podcast, you're posting on organic social. That content can get shared across the internet if it's truly is valuable. That can get picked up by a bunch of people. That's the only way that you can all of a sudden, well, this video has you know a million views or it's been shared 10,000 times. It's because you invested into your own content. It's almost never going to happen through like a PR agency type of that traditional PR that we're talking about of just going through the motions. Definitely. And it's also the thing that you're going to stop as soon as that problem is over and back to zero again. You're not investing into that mountain. I think it was a brilliant example. Well, thank you all for checking out this episode. I hope you learned about proactive versus reactive PR and what your organization should be investing in. As always, if you needed to learn more, reach out to one of our consultants or download or share this episode with anybody that should uh, check this out. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time. All right. So if you enjoyed this episode, here are five things that you can do to help us. Number one, make sure you click that subscribe button so you never miss another show. Number two, share this with a friend that you know needed to hear this. And three, leave us a comment. We love hearing your thoughts, your ideas, things that you've learned so others can learn from you. 
And four, if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, let us know so we can put that in our notes and share our insight all right, for our next episode or the one after that. And finally, you guys, join other growth marketers. Head over to oneims.com and check out all the resources that we have made just for you. I'm talking guides, webinars, blogs, videos, anything that could help you become a growth marketer. All right. So thanks a lot for joining us this week on the Growth Marketers Podcast, and I will see you next time.